We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. I am recording this on Saturday afternoon at 1.04. I am live on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. YouTube. Also, danshaney.com. And also serve as the start of the Monday Memorial Day podcast. Coming up, we're going to go into the future and realize a world of which there are no Milwaukee Brewers in town. I will tell you that I'm coming to you live at a really awful time as my son was playing outside. And then he went back outside after he got some toys inside. He then tripped over a hose and he fell on his knees and he cried. So then to accommodate him, I put him in front of the TV so he could watch toys on YouTube. My wife is outside doing yard work. I'm in the basement on live YouTube and he is upstairs on the couch crying for a new episode. Buddy, just watch whatever's next. Bucks have hired Adrian Griffin as their next head coach. I believe I have Paul Emick here. Paul, hello. Hi, I'm in the car. Hi, Paul. Hi. Where are you? I'm driving. Oh. All right. So the Bucks hired Adrian Griffin. Instant reaction that only the Bart Winkler YouTube stream can provide. What do you got for me? Uh can't give you a hot take. It was not what I expected. It's not what I wanted, but I guess it sounds like it's what Rihanna's wanted. So I guess that's good, question mark? I have no... I'm not thrilled. I I thought your, like, rehire bud conversation was a complete waste of time. I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. Now that they've hired Adrian Griffin, (laughs) I'm kind of like, hey, can we have the rehire bud conversation? So that's where I'm at. Well, and I don't want to have too crazy of a reaction because ultimately I don't think we know um, what's going to happen. He uh, Either he's a really good coach or he's a really bad coach. I'm not sure there's going to be an in-between here. He does have a coaching history. He was an assistant with Nick Nurse for the last handful of years in Toronto. Um, an assistant in Oklahoma City with the Magic, with the Bulls. Former Bucks assistant in 08 and 10. Uh, longtime player. And I think that what I wanted was them to hire a former player. Um, is Adrian Griffin the right guy? That's what I had heard that the Bucks wanted or Giannis wanted a former player. Then we started to hear that Giannis wanted this player specifically in Adrian Griffin. And so now we're going to find out if, if he's got what it takes to coach better than a Kenny Atkinson or uh, Nick Nurse or whoever. I, this is the problem. This is the overarching problem is that I don't think there was going to be a hire with everybody that was available that would like make us excited, I guess like Nick nurse. I think there would have been some people very excited, um, but mostly not. I just think that because of the, and all these teams are going through it. I've talked about this with Monty Williams and doc rivers, all these guys get fired. And then who's next? We don't know. There's a lot of unknowns. And again, yeah, it's hard to have a hot take. It's hard to say, Hell yeah, or even what are they doing? I think what we can talk about is if this is the guy Giannis wanted, if that's true, is that good or bad? Jake already comments Giannis better be signing that extension. 
in September if this was his hire. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be nice. Also, is it good for Giannis to have this sort of control? Do you need a guy in here that's going to, like, fight back with Giannis? Uh, Mike Budenholzer didn't do anything. I mean, I, 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 the thing with Bud was, um, like, when Giannis said that stuff after the playoffs about, oh, well, you know, I wish we would have done this or done this. Why didn't he just go to Bud and say that? Was Bud not the kind of guy that he could say that to? But then again, it's not like Bud was, I don't know. The the one thing I didn't want them to do was hire, like get a young or have a nice group here that's molded well and then hire Ken Maka to fuck it all up. I don't think they did that, but I also don't want a guy that Giannis can just push over. And so ultimately it's not so much right now because we don't know about what kind of coach this guy's going to be. It's going to be why was he hired and what are the Bucks trying to do with that hire ball? I do not want to even get close to comparing Giannis and Kevin Durant. The Kevin Durant who has changed teams many times and seems to change his mind pretty easily and pretty quickly. But this, like, this is the life in the NBA of having a super duper star on your roster. When Kevin Durant last offseason said, "Well, it's either me or Steve Nash," they fired Steve Nash. You know, like it took eight games into the regular season, but like they fired Steve Nash and like. That's not good. I don't, I don't want my superstar player, no matter how amazing and all-time great he is, like Giannis is, like Kevin Durant is, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that, but this is different than saying you have to fire this guy or I'm leaving. This is not the same thing as that. But it is a level of control that you have handed over to a player. And I for the most part, we'll usually disagree with that. I think, did you say that? Well, was again, I, I still feel like that's all alleged. I doubt it. Like, Adrian Griffin is not the coach of the Bucks. if it wasn't for Giannis. Was that Jake who sent in the comments a little bit ago that you mentioned? Yeah. If, if this is how you keep Giannis for another extension, and by the way, not just another extension, but an extension that you don't have to, like, fret about, that you just no, Giannis is coming. If, if, if John Horst said, Giannis, what do we have to do to get you to, like, not even talk about your upcoming free agency? What do we have to do? And if he says, hire Adrian Griffin, well, that's great. Like, hire Adrian Griffin. You know, because it's more, the most important thing they can do is to, to retain Giannis. That's, I mean, I, I just, that is the pros and the cons in the NBA of having a super-duper star is they are given – and have a lot of power and a lot of sway. Um, and the only thing I'd say about, like, like Drew Holiday the other day went on that podcast and just, like, glowed over Nick Nurse. And I don't know that the odds of who was the next Bucks coach shifted as a result of that, that, those comments from Drew Holiday, but I know that I started to think that the players, Drew Holiday and Giannis and whoever else, that they had started to text about, hey, Nick Nurse is probably our coach. Let's start to get comfortable with that. You know, and Drew Holiday talking, oh, yeah, you know, he's kind of a jerk, uh, but sometimes it's good to have a jerk. So I definitely thought it was trending in that direction after Drew Holiday, like, went very strongly down the Nick Nurse route. And when that was happening, by the way, my first thought was, okay, time to throw away all Drew Holiday trade suggestions because <laughs> he's sitting here glowing about the next head coach of the Bucks, Nick Nurse. Well, that, of course, didn't happen. So now I'm like, okay, you know. Maybe the Bucks get... have a trade uh, going on, a uh, chat going on about, like, guys that are actually going to be here next year. And then they have Drew on a different chat. And they're like, yeah, Drew, it's Nick Nurse. Yeah, Drew's already on a chat with the Portland Trailblazers. And the Bucks are on the chat. They brought Anthony Simons into the Bucks group chat. And Scoot Henderson, the upcoming number three pick. Because uh, that's apparently what they're doing with Drew. No, I mean, that's, we don't know that. But. I mean, so I would tell you, like, so when, when, if Giannis, if this is his thing, and he's going to have a very non-contentious contract extension negotiation with the Bucks, and he's just going to sign it, she's going to show up one day and sign it, and that's that, and they don't have to even go through some of the stuff that they went through the last time he re-signed, or signed his extension, I should say. If, if they don't have to deal with any of that, and this is the, the way to get there, great. And the only other thing I would say, Bart, is, if Giannis did not feel comfortable 
and obviously he did not feel comfortable in approaching Mike Budenholzer to say, I want Jimmy, or I want to do this. If he didn't think that there was enough of like an open-door policy or a good relationship with Bud, but Giannis would feel comfortable doing that with Adrian Griffin, well, then I do think that that's important. Like Giannis needs to feel comfortable and confident and empowered to do what other superstars do, which is, yes, you have to respect your coach. I mean, you've seen the videos of my favorite coach in history, Eric Spolstra, yelling at Jimmy Butler. Like, that's an important thing, and Adrian Griffin's going to have to prove that he can do that. But you also want your superstar to feel empowered enough to say, no, no, this is what we're doing now, assuming that Giannis has, you know, the right ideas in mind, which he presumably would. So I think that might be the collective of my thoughts right now. All right, well, you can stay if you want. I'm going to bring in Grant Bills, who is – We've actually been planning for this. We thought that this might happen. So we sent Grant to Pfizer Forum. Uh, that is not a background if you're on YouTube. Grant, uh, you are actually there. Beautiful day. Yeah, I'm down here in front of Pfizer Bart. I've been here for a couple of days because word has been expected for a while that the Bucks would be hiring their new coach. It was just a matter of when over this long weekend. And I think the crowd down here is buzzing. Uh, I think there's certainly a lot of excitement and potential for a young head coach. Are, are people rest. gathering? I saw one person behind. Are people gathering in a rally for Adrian Griffin? I, I'm going to be honest with you, Bart. If this rally or lack thereof is a sign of uh, things to come with Adrian Griffin, it's not good. It, are you telling good. me that since Pfizer Forum in the Deer District did not flood with people in the eight minutes since it was reported that Adrian Griffin will probably be the next head coach that this is a sign of protest from Bucks fans. Well, it could be, you know, and it's, it's, it's still early. Obviously the punch bowl social is pretty, it's pretty empty. It's not like there's a first take set up on the balcony, but it's a horrible city and, and it's still early. It's only about 70 today. So maybe we can expect some more folks down here, but I just saw members of the Bucks brass emerging out of Pfizer. Uh, there was a, an air of confidence about them, you know, maybe a little bit of uncertainty, but certainly an air of confidence and excitement about this next era of Bucks basketball. Maybe not okay, the hold, crowd, hold, hold, from the decision Brad, makers. Hold, yes. yes. Brad, you are an actual broadcaster. Uh-huh. So now I'm like, I, did the Bucks brass really just leave Pfizer for him? Like, I, I can't now. Where does the, the, a lot of the reporting ball. begin here? I have no way of knowing there are a lot of doors. They certainly could have emerged. I didn't see them out the front doors, but if I was a member of the, the yeah. front office of an NBA organization, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the front door. Well, wait, since when did Paul it. become, uh, Paul, when did you become the most literal person of all time? <laughs> I just think you're finally noticing it. This is not a, this is not a new phenomenon for me. Jeez. I'm a little uh, worried. The I, Bucks, according to Paul's logic, by the way, would not have been able to sign this guy if Blake Griffin was on the roster because there's no room for redundancy in Paul's world. So this is only possible because Blake Griffin is not a buck. Too many Griffins. Can't have it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The last time I had, um, Paul, the last time I had you and Grant in the same screen with Tim Shea, it went horribly. Let's try it again. Tim Shea is joining us on the road. Tim, uh, you're navigating the streets of Milwaukee as well. Has, is this going to discourage even more people from the suburbs and beyond from ever, ever coming to our trash town? When is this motherfucker going to learn that he is on mute? My God, every goddamn time. And can I tell you what Tim texts me? Tim tweets me, texts me five minutes ago, Adrian Griffin per sources, as if he's the one that's breaking the news. Just show me the tweet like every other Tom, Dick, and Harry. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. Oh, I fucked that one up too, didn't I? Jesus. God. Tim, the more important question is, you were at Friday night's game. Did you boo Freddie Peralta? And will those that booed him after his friend got hit in the face be accused and put on trial for murder? Because oh. booing, as we know, is murder. That was, yeah. Uh, I dropped my phone. From the terrace level to the loge level. And like for real? What? How yep. do you... It's it's a long story. I'll tell you off air. I'm not telling. Please you tell me you were chasing a foul ball that was rolling down the steps like Charlie Brown, and then you tripped, and and popcorn and your phone went flying over the railing. Please tell me no. that's what happened. No. Okay. You don't just say something like that and say, I'll tell you off I'm air. Not, that's, that's a Tim thing to do. I'm not telling you the story on here. So, Why? I saw Tim this morning. Because. Oh, you I, did? Yes, I met yeah. him too. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Grant, very pleased to see me. We were both in a good mood. Happy people. He, he told the group chat that I didn't look happy. No shit, Tim. I'm about to spend the rest of my day loading shit into a U-Haul. And, and as I told you, you're not Jimmy Fallon. You're Tim Shea. Okay, don't expect me to be starstruck when you pull up I in your to go now. I just Chevy. Want to say hello. What, what, what are your thoughts on the coach, Tim? I two thumbs down. I'm not. Why? Yeah, I, you got to make a splash. Who cares what Giannis thinks? Got to make a splash. This guy's what? never coached before. What's we're more not, of a splash than that? This is the same path that we're leading down with the Aaron Rodgers with Giannis. Let him make the decision. Oh, there it comes. Wow. Oh no, not happy. Doc Rivers should have been the head coach. I have to go. I'll see you later. Doc Rivers should have been the head coach from the guy, yeah, who wanted John Gruden to coach the, the, um, whatever's the Badgers. That went about that that went about as well as it did last time. Well, because you know, tell Tim these days. I think it's a you problem. Okay, Uh, Grant. Any more reaction down at Pfizer Forum? I mean, I'm just the man on the street. I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speculate. I think it's a good hire because the Bucks needed to take some sort of a risk this offseason, right? I think standing pat and doing nothing and remaining in the same spot uh, is a non-option. And they don't really have a lot of risks and moves to do with the roster. So you needed to get a little risky and, and hope for a home run with a coaching hire. It's not like they hired J.J. Reddick, guys. This is a longtime player. He was a journeyman. He's got the background that a lot of coaches do found a way to have a role in this league even as an undrafted player uh, after playing in Europe for a while. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks wanted him as a coach so bad back in the day, they cut him and then invited him to stay on as a coach. So I think this is the right amount of safe and the right amount of risk. I think the Bucks needed to take some sort of risk with this hire. Um, it could go poorly, but they could also hire the next Will Hardy. They could hire the next young up-and-coming coach that everybody wishes they had. Um, and that, and yeah, that but, would obviously be great and exactly what they need. But Grant, like, I mean... Will Hardy was the coach of the Jazz. Like, you, why are the Bucks in this position in a totally different spot that the Bucks are in? Like, I don't know why they would take – I guess I'm confused by your overall thought of this is the right time to take a risk. I think this is, like, the worst time to take a risk. Why is this a good time to take a risk? Well, think of it, you know, financially. You could buy a savings bond, and you're going to make five bucks. And, and maybe that five bucks is the difference next year, Paul. I don't think it is. Right, the East is really talented and deep. They didn't get out of the first round this year, so you make a little bit of a risky investment. You don't go all in on crypto, but 
you know, let's get out of the savings bond industry. Let's get some CDs, right? Let's get into the stock market just a bit. I, I don't see a realistic envision or I don't envision a realistic scenario where this is a, a total flop where this is a total bomb, right? Yeah, it's not like they're hiring Eddie to coach the fucking team. It's not like they're they're poaching the top assistant off Greg Gard's staff. You know, this guy's been around the league. He's been groomed. Read Eric Name's stuff. You know, he's got a, a diverse background of doing lots of different things on on many different staffs with many different coaches. So I I think this is the right risk. Any any one of these hires is going to be a risk. Let me say right? two like, things. Uh, first of all, credit to Grant for uncovering, and maybe it's because you're down at Fiserv, but you uncovered a detail that nobody would have uh, uncovered is that this hire was 15 years in the making mm-hmm. because as you mentioned, Griffin yep. was traded to the bucks. Remember that was in August of 2008. It was the three team deal that sent Mo Williams to Cleveland, Joe Smith and Desmond Mason to Oklahoma city, yep. uh, Damon Jones and Oklahoma city's Luke Ridenour to Milwaukee along with Adrian Griffin. Uh, they cut him right away to work under an assistant as an assistant with Scott Skiles, who once set the record for most assists in a game. So if anything, I would expect more assist and more unselfish pass making. This was a move 15 years in the making. Giannis wasn't even, I mean, he was still selling trinkets when the yep. Bucks were putting this in motion. So uh, an incredible move by the Milwaukee Bucks. Wait, Bart, did you say that, that he joined the coaching staff after the trade deadline that year? They cut him in 2008, and he joined the coaching staff. This was an off-season trade. Yep. It oh, wasn't like the Bruce Bowen trade where he never wanted to come here and just flat-out retired. It was the Adrian Griffin trade where he thought, I can serve this team better as a coach. Um, and then also the Bucks were like, we are going to give this knowledge to him now. And, and so he can learn, you know, what not to do. And then we'll let him fly like any like any good person should have the opportunity to do. Go fly on your own. See how far your wings will take you before you come back home to the nest and then start to cycle all over again. So any move that's 15 years in the making, I applaud. I think one issue, Paul, is that you did you did the you did something that you should not do in situations like this is that you got you pick the favorite. And then, so anyone other than the favorite, you're going to be upset about. I feel. Yeah. But who 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 is my favorite? McNurse. Nurse. No, I wanted I wanted Ty Lue. I wanted a trade with the Clippers. Oh well, then you were never going to like it. Yeah, and I, I want, want a yacht. yacht. Yeah, Grant wants a yacht. You know, I want a beautiful yeah, house with a grand that. piano and uh, you know French door mirrors. Grant, you wanted Monty Williams so that your sources could have been more correct. Other than this. That's not how reporters work. I don't, I don't root for stories. I don't root for players. My job is to cover the team accurately. I will cover this team long after this coach is here, and, and I was doing it long before. That's not my agenda here, Paul. Let's get uh, Cone Roller's instant reaction. Cone. Hello, Cone. Hey, guys. Um, just got back from the farmer's market here in Phoenix. He got some nice sunflowers. And the buzz on the street is now that Nick Nurse is basically a lock to head to Phoenix, and the fans could not be more excited. They think he has what it takes to harness kind of what Kawhi Leonard showed in 2019 with the new core of Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, Devin Booker. 36 all good here. Nothing to worry about. What do you guys feel about this report? Shams, uh, prior to the breaking news, Nick Nurse pulled out of the process. Can I can I build on the Nick Nurse to the Suns thing? I have a great comp for Nick Nurse as a head coach. Are you ready for this? Yes. I think he's the Jim Harbaugh of the NBA in that he comes in and he's brash and he's aggressive and he gets instant results, at least in the sample size that we saw in Toronto. But then maybe there's a little bit of a burnout. So Cone might be correct. Maybe he's the guy to show up on day one, get instant results. He might not be the forever coach of the Suns. But in order to maximize a short window with CP3, Booker, and, and Kevin Durant, I think he might be the right guy. Cone, I think that's a great take, and I think your sources are, are accurate down there in the desert. Grant, I, I think that is a great take as well because, you know, capitalize on a short window. That's really all the Suns have right now. You know, Chris Paul ain't getting mm-hmm. any younger. Kevin Durant, he's working still with a, a repaired Achilles. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, Sam Quinn, CBS, has some reporting on the matter. 
Sam Quinn, CBS. He says, Adrian Griffin is now the fourth current NBA head coach accused of violence against women. Damn, Maybe uh, that's why the Deer District isn't packed with folks. Chauncey Billups. And then he leads uh, Chauncey Billups, Jason Kidd, and Joe Mazzula. Wow. Two of them. Two Bucks coaches out of Two the Two Bucks board. coaches. Jesus. And is that, I, is, is that due to Jimmy Haslam as leadership? He's got control over the team right now. Since Jimmy Haslam has taken over, the Bucks have gone one and four, fired a coach, and hired someone who's been accused of domestic battery. What is happening? Paul Henning was right. Paul Henning was right. Hashtag Paul Henning, Henning was right. I'm going to let you guys continue this. I need to go. I'm helping my girlfriend move. I explained yeah. this to her briefly, and she's like, you need a mic. Take this lint roller. I also introduced her to Tim Shea and then had to explain how I know him. I, I feel like she's met me in the middle enough today. I need to go. I need to go. Continue. Uh, commenters me. on YouTube appreciate the ironicness that you were wearing a shirt with deer on it. Again, I'm not trying to be biased. I'm, this is just what I was wearing. I'm on the scene. I've been camped out here for couple of days we figured it was coming this weekend and, and bart i'm just happy that you got the broadcast going and, and gave bucks a chance to bucks fans a chance to meet because they're not meeting down here i, I don't know what's going on yes good um Paul for the bart Waco is, show this is grant bills in milwaukee and thank you grant bills of course you can follow him at wisco grant cone roller is here and paul i believe is still driving um somewhere cone more reaction from you i i know tim shea was on here kind of spewing some hot takes about Giannis. Aaron Rodgers comparisons, but are we that far off from it? I mean, I think the narrative needs to change a little bit on Giannis and start talking about him the way we've talked about Aaron Rodgers these last uh, these last few few years. Well, Aaron may have gotten his coach fired, and again, I've retired from speculating on that. But uh, Matt Lafleur was not his choice. This would be a level of power that even Aaron Rodgers was not granted if Giannis was the uh, benefactor. Now I did see some Twitter scuttlebutt that the course or the uh, shareholders or whoever's involved in ownership could not come to an agreement on who the next coach would be. And then I saw some Twitter uh, speculation that Alex Lazary was leaking information to which I think that's true. Uh, and again, I have already put my support behind Alex's future endeavors and do not think that he needs to be a part of the conversation going forward. And I am on record saying, since he is no longer with the Bucks, I'm now rooting for Alex Lazary to have a nice life and a uh, strong career. That's big of you. That is. Uh, even though he was one of the reasons why we could never get a buck on our show post-2018 because we had Gary Wolfel on the show and Alex Lazary was the one that stopped it from happening because of how much he disliked Gary Wolfel. Uh, I have allowed that to be water under the bridge. We'll now see if Lazary will do the same. More to come at six, but I, I don't I don't disagree with Lazary's take there. I think having Gary Wolfel on was kind of a black eye for the station. Um, that dude had no sources. He was just kind of a curmudgeonly old man, um, you know, similar to kind of what we're seeing with Ted Davis. Yes, Ted Davis post-retirement has really exposed himself um, for really who we all are in this business, uh, people with massive egos that once the – flowers stop being given to us we get vindictive about everything that's ever happened good or bad um that is that is what we do in the business ted davis was not only not invited to the bucks parade he thought he should have got his own car in it done all the ceremonies and in fact gotten a ring for both hands now i don't know if ted davis got a ring or not I'm i don't sure think he did i don't think he did because my brother's got four of them so if ted didn't get one that would be insanely uh that would actually be funny at this point I think Ted still deserves one. You know, he's he was with the Bucks through some terrible times. Um, always liked listening to his broadcast. Would always try to get Twitter shout-outs from him. Um, thought he had a great, great early nickname for Giannis in the alphabet. I, I know you don't like that name. but Very bad. I, I thought it was good. Um, but I really do think Giannis is having a little bit too much control over this organization. If If this coaching hire was just to please Giannis – then the Bucks are not as an elite um, of an organization as we thought. They're still kind of playing desperate. You know, it, it's time kind of for them to, the Bucks to get some huevos and say, hey, you're a player, we're the organization, this is how we're going to run it. And, you know, you're under contract, we're going to pay you, 
um, to play basketball. We're not paying you for front office decisions. Um, I mean, unless you're really LeBron James, I don't think any player should have that kind of pull with the team. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how these next few years with Giannis and the Bucks play out. Cause I think we're, we're headed down a slippery slope with giving players too much power in the organization. So do you give the hiring an, Oh no, or a let's go. I give it a, Oh no, just because I wanted doc rivers. Hmm. Okay. You and Tim, that's two votes for doc. Interesting. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll jump in for this. What, why do you want Doc Rivers? Championship level coach. And <laughs> 15 I, years ago, when Doc was winning his his title, Adrian Griffin was just getting his coaching career started. But I think Doc also gets slandered a lot for his playoff chokes. But I don't think it's looked at that he has coached some of the biggest losers in modern NBA history. Who is less? Who is less guilty for their playoff chokes? Aaron Rodgers or Doc Rivers? Aaron Rodgers. Wow. Doc still gets some blame, but not as much as what the media has been slandering it as. Uh, Ty Windish of Eurostep says, based on the reporting that Griffin is Giannis's choice, going to be one hell of a season, did not see this coming. Uh, he is hoping, as he responds to a comment, hoping it turns out to be like the GM hire, which was bad process, but got you good results. Stock down on Ty Windish. Stock down? Yeah. He was arguing with Brett and Tosa about the economics of baseball. And I think Ty just got way in over his head. I mean, you don't come at Brett and Tosa expecting to come out on the other end with a W. No, you don't. As you I, know. Fully, I fully agree with Brett and Tosa on everything regarding the Brewers and that the public should pay for the stadium or help because it is something we all use and makes our city better. Amen. Amen. Uh, anything more from you, Cone? Um, nope. Just wanted to hop on here. Um, really had some burning hot sources from the farmer's market. So I'll, I'll keep them coming. If I get them, I thought grant from the Pfizer camping out. I mean, that was great thing that you guys had in the works all week. Um, we did. Yeah. And, and we kind of kept that one under wraps. I didn't want to tip off another, uh, outlet. Uh, yeah. Very smart. Very smart. You know, you don't see any other people in the Milwaukee market going and it's Saturday of a holiday weekend. And how long did it take us to go live on YouTube with this news minutes. Tim, Tim Shea texted me that he had sources and then immediately said emergency pod. So, wow. you know, he's Incredible. kind of your, your frontline soldier there. And that I was excellent back for it, but That's Bart excellent. great weekend. Love the pod. And I guess let's go Adrian Griffin. Let's go. AG. Uh, Paul, so Bart, one other thing I wanted to bring up that you had said, if you don't mind, go for it. I don't know that Giannis not approaching Bud with things that he would have rather done is a Bud thing. I think that's a Giannis thing. It's definitely a partially a Giannis growing up thing. Like I think with some of the other superstars who were coddled at younger ages and through the AAU system and were just always told you're going to be the greatest thing in the history of basketball – those are probably the guys who are more likely to feel empowered to speak up, right? Whereas Giannis had a very different path than that. So it's probably just part of Giannis's process as, you know, a guy who was anything but a slam dunk guy to make the NBA, much less be a superstar in the NBA. So I partially agree. But I think part of what you set up in a culture of any sports team, sorry to use the word, is like how approachable are you or are you going to go out of your way as the coach to ask your best players or player, like, hey, I think I'm going to go with Drew against Jimmy again this game. What do you think? Right? Like, there's, there's something definitely to that because this isn't just a basketball topic or a sports topic. It's a, a whatever job you have topic, right? Like, how open is your boss with you for your input? How empowered do you feel to provide your input? Are you asked for your input without you having to suggest it? So it is partially a Giannis thing because, again, I I do think other superstars in the league feel much more emboldened to say what they want to do and to step up, and that's just not Giannis' style. But it's definitely a partial responsibility of the head coach to go to his superstar occasionally enough so that the superstar feels that they can 
say something about it without having to go out of Giannis's way to do it. Do you know what I mean by that, Bart? I do. Um, yeah, it's like you could stand in a Home Depot waiting for someone to come up to you, so you may be approachable, but you might also have to go approach them before you blast them on social media. Essentially, long game looking for free stuff from Home Depot and to possibly sponsor your midday show. Eric Name had written why it might work for Griffin. He has spent considerable time as an assistant coach. He's worked under Nurse, Skiles, and Thibodeau. May have fresh ideas on how to build an elite defense. Uh, working with Nurse in Toronto, he was given a chance to experiment more on the other end of the floor. However, there is no track record yet of what schemes he might draw up. And for those that wanted an offensive-minded coach, uh, you may feel a little left to be desired. Why it might not work, this is from Name's article last week. He's never been an NBA head coach. Taking over Milwaukee could be a pressure-packed situations. The standards will be very high. And so that then we're going to look at the regular season. Like, now we're going to see, you know, this regular season gets a lot different because does it matter? Does this guy need to go win 50 games? Can they win 45 and take the route that the Heat did? Or do we want to see him come in here and, like, how important – they'll make the playoffs, right? But it, it, now, now more than ever, Paul, you may be looking at a – dress rehearsal, Broadway show type of scenario. Well, I, I'm actually a lot more intrigued for this upcoming regular season than I am the previous years coming off the championship for that reason. It's like there's new stuff to watch. And I think more importantly than that, from the fans' perspective of like, oh, it's going to be more fun to watch, is I think, you know, the players, and again, let's, let's be real, it's all about Giannis. Giannis is going to have to relearn, rethink the way that this new system operates and so you're going to see wrinkles I think from Giannis's game obviously from the offense hopefully for sure the half court offense that are different than what you saw so the Broadway rehearsal thing I always liked that analogy but I think it was better better served as an analogy in that post championship bud years than it is now because now I think this is like this is a new play you know I, or at least an altered version of an old play I I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like this, this, this regular season will be more fun to watch and more interesting because of this hire. Just like the Packers season is more interesting than another Rodgers run, at least for me. So I don't know. It, I'm more intrigued than I would have. Much, much, much more intrigued than I would have been for another Bud season, a regular season, at least. Just looking for some instant reaction on uh, YouTube or Twitter. Here is a video someone posted. It's a clip of Adrian Griffin. This is not new, but this was from I don't know when but an interview he did as part of Raptors media or whatever, uh, just a little bit, 42 seconds of getting to know him. One of the things I always tell the guys that I'm working with is, hey, I'm going to get in the trenches with you. You know, you're not going to always like what I have to say. I feel like I have to tell you the truth. That truth, you can't grow. You know, you can't grow if you don't know. You know, you got to know the things that you're working on. And sometimes you got to have those candid conversations with players, but they know that it's come from a good place. You know, you really have to to be intentional, you know, about just letting these guys know that you care. You know, it's that old adage, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so that's one of the values I try to live by as a coach. And so far, you know, it served me well. One of the things I always All talk. right, well, they cut it off very poorly. Uh, basically, that's him praising himself. I do also want to say that the Bucks have hired not Doc Rivers, but a Doc. Last year around this time, Adrian Griffin received his Ph.D. in organizational leadership. So we can call him Doc. Oh, wow. Can. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So you, I mean, what, so what, have you even given your reaction? I think you're just, you're not sure what to do right now. Is that fair? You're, you don't quite know if, you don't know if it's good or bad. We don't think any of us do. You're, you're pretty tepid. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. I mean, I am, uh, cautiously optimistic, a phrase that we like to say in this, in this arena. Um, I don't know if it'll work or not. I think that with, you know, if this, I don't, I'm, I'm hesitant to think that Giannis had 100% control in this. Uh, but then again, I, I've heard that he wanted a former player and he wanted this guy. I think we've all heard, like, this is Giannis's guy is what we've sort of heard. So then there's there's more, there's there's a lot that comes with that. I think that's where talking points would occur from this one because we, do, we can look at the resume like we've done a little bit, but ultimately we don't know what he's going to draw up. We don't have a lot to draw from in that angle. I'm currently more focused 
on uh, trying to yell at people that are trying to make a weekend out of being self-righteous for never allowing booing in sports as if booing is murder. I, I don't understand what is going on. Uh, sure, Freddie was going through a hard time on Friday night, but other guys will be booed. More people will be booed in the future. It's just booing. Uh, you need to fucking relax and stop trying to be all high and mighty about it, uh, people that are doing that. So, Bart, back to the Adrian Griffin thing. There's a former Bucks ball boy who was the ball boy during Adrian Griffin's time as the assistant coach of the Bucks. Have you seen this tweet? Uh, no, I have not. Bill Schmid chiming in. Oh, Bill Schmid. Yes, who loves, according to his tweet, loves, loves, loves Adrian Griffin uh, from his personal experiences with him when Griffin was the assistant, and apparently Bill Schmidt was the ball boy. I didn't know that. I do recall he was a Bucks ball boy. Wow. I am going to quote tweet Bill and say, this is all the confirmation I need to see. Massive. W for the hire. Hey, Bill's a tremendous judge of character. How do I know? He's still on the fence about me. So I love the Bill Schmidt reaction. And I think that will do it for our live broadcast. Paul, wait, wait. I need, I, I need a Seth Rollins reaction now that he's the uh, NIT champion of WWE. Yeah, uh, this did interrupt me watching Night of Champions, which I'm a little upset about. How do you bring back Trish Stratus and then make her go to Saudi Arabia where she has to wear clothes? No comment? No comment. Okay. Uh, Thank you all, and enjoy your weekend. Now for the non-Dan Shaney insurance stream portion of the show this recorded on sunday night for your memorial day listening or maybe you're catching it on tuesday or maybe because it's on a holiday it just uh didn't happen uh, i don't i don't know but a lot of, enough happened uh to to do a show for uh, memorial day and i think we'll talk about the stuff that happened we did with the bucks new head coach now since we talked and broke in and did some live stuff on YouTube. Um, I don't know that anything new came out. We talked about Giannis was at a meeting. Chris was there too. Does that mean Chris's long-term future is with the Bucks? Honestly, dude, I don't know. I once had a meeting about like how we were going to cover the Packers. And then... Two weeks later, we had no station. So I, I don't I don't know that it doesn't that means anything. I'm not reading that Chris Middleton was at a meeting. That means he is getting another deal. I think sometimes look, sometimes a lot of us like to play reporter. You know, and I think a lot of that went on this weekend, whether it's looking at old videos of what Adrian Griffin said or I mean, can we just here? Here's my overall thought on the coaching process. And I think what we talked about on Saturday pretty much holds up to where I am a little bit after the fact. Giannis wants a guy that he can get along with and relate to. He thinks he needs a former player for that. There were three finalists left. It it looked like, and uh, Adrian Griffin was the former player out of the three. Now, do we make a big deal out of Nick Nurse pulling out of the process? I don't know. If I'm Nick Nurse and I hear that Giannis wants a former player and I know that I've not played in the NBA, doesn't it look better for me if I pull myself out? There's a lot of people doing that bullshit. I'm going to bring him up again. Fucking hardwood peroxum. It's more interesting. Like, what am I supposed to do here? I don't want the Nuggets to win the finals. And I don't want anyone else, like, I don't want nobody to win the finals. This absolutely stinks. Absolutely stinks. Uh, Shout out to my guy, Jimmy. I went to a park with him and our children. And uh, we were talking about, you know, different ways to help us fall asleep. And he mentioned the Delta 8s. 
And I said, what are you using? And he said, well, you know, my neighbor knows a guy. I say, I'm the guy, you know, happyplacehemp.com. He goes, okay, well, what do you got over there? I told him about all the CBDs and CBNs. He goes, yeah, I mean, the Delta 8s are great. I, I love falling asleep. I love, you know, getting to that zone and then knocking right out. And I said, did you ever hear about a 25% off promo code, promo code BART? And he goes, he goes, shut the front door. We were at a park, so he didn't want to swear. He goes, you have your own promo code with happyplacehemp.com? And I said, as a matter of fact, I do. The promo code is B-A-R-T. He goes, you're not jerking my chain here, are you, man? I go, as a matter of fact, I'm not. The promo code is BART. 25% off all gummies, uh, the edibles, you know, the, the tinctures, the, the yummy lip balm. He said, you're not blowing smoke up my keister, are you now, man? Then he started to get physical with me. He said, we're at a park in a public place, but I won't be afraid to lay you out right here if you're telling me I can get the same stuff I'm using but with a promo code, 25% off. And as I'm understanding, it's made locally. And these guys make it right there in their shop. And it's also shipped free to my house. And I said, no need for fisticuffs, amigo. Our kids are in Spanish daycare. I said, yo caro, happy place, have promo code BART. 25% off. I don't know, 25. My kid's in a Spanish thing. And so I'm like trying to learn Spanish. Your boy has stopped and started Duolingo uh, more times than I've stopped and started. I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, promo code BART. So the Celtics beat the Heat. I guess uh, I will touch on that because Monday night, I am planning to go live after Celtics heat again. Uh, if if it doesn't go well, if nobody's around, I'll have a different thing for Tuesday's show. But that'd be fun to get everybody's thoughts after it happens. I didn't know how I wanted to approach this on CBS Sports Radio. So I ended up doing what I probably shouldn't have done. I just flat out said, I hated what happened. I hate the Celtics. And, you know, I got a fair number of people that agreed with me. I got some Celtics fans calling in. And they were agreeing with what I was saying about the Celtics after I said, I think I need help. Cause I'm telling you, I really was not going to watch that fourth quarter. I couldn't do it. I couldn't bear to do it. I came downstairs. Uh, I just bought a bunch more like commons and shit that I'm going through with cards. So, and I, I opened some boxes. I had a, I had a Fleer 98, 86, 86 or 88 Fleer baseball that I had in a box that I got when I was four years old. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to open it. I was like saving it, but then I can go on eBay and like it's 10 bucks. And I mean, I, if I always wanted it in a box again, I could buy one. And I kind of hung on to it. Cause I know my grandpa bought me it as a gift. And I know I just like half cried about my grandpa the other day with Omaha steaks, also promo code Bart. Um, going to grill up some uh, tenderloins, I think to cap off Memorial day pre Zach Gelb show. And uh, I'm doing Zach Gelb show Monday. But I'm like, yeah, I don't know. So, so I've been going through those. Anyway, I came downstairs to do to do cards. So I, I did cards. And then I did check. I, it's like I'm doing a show tomorrow, and I'm hosting for Gelb. I have to watch this game. And so I was watching it on my phone, but downstairs, and I was getting really mad. And then Jimmy hit those three free throws. And my knees started buckling. I, I, I really, I, this is not like for show and it's not a bid. And I'm not, I'm really concerned with how badly I don't want the Celtics to win. The, the level that I felt, you know, I never want to say that I care about something not happening more than I care about our teams succeeding. But when Brett Favre threw an interception to not go to the Super Bowl with the Vikings, that meant a lot to me. And I would put in the moment, man, I was like, I needed that. And I put that up there very high. 
like higher than some Packer joy. And when I thought the Celtics lost, then I thought Derek White did not get the shot off. I was pissed, man. I, I mean, I am pissed. I think what makes me the most mad about this, and I kind of work through my feelings, and this is where Celtics fans agreed. You know, one thing that's really bothering me with this team is that they are 15 years old. This is a 15-year-old AAU team. They are immature. They're always begging to a ref. But I think what, what bothers me is if they win on Monday night, they are going to get an enormous amount of credit for coming back down 3-0. And whenever someone's down 3-0, they'll say, teams have never done this. No team has ever done this except for, and the Celtics team will come up. They are going to live in infamy. And I'm going to have to deal with that the rest of my life. Now, ultimately, it shouldn't matter, but I'm at the point where it does. Ultimately, we're just on a rock that's going to get engulfed by the sun. But until then, these are things that are, you know, are on my mind. And what bothers me about that is this is not some miracle comeback. You know, Boston already had their 3-0 comeback with the Red Sox. That was a miracle. That was crazy. That was insane. I was in college at the time. And I had a Monday night class. Monday or Wednesday, I had a night class. And it was once a week for four hours, three, four hours. And the guy's like, I can't do this because this count, like you do this so you don't have to do it three days a week, but I'm only doing 45 minutes of class tonight. We need to go all home and watch the Red Sox game. And what do we care? That was also the fall. This was the great fall. This was the great fall of uh, 2004 uh, into the spring because, and this is what happened on the college campus I was on. Not one person owned either of these items in fall of 2004, but in 2005 in the spring, everyone had a live strong band, your boy included, but everyone had a Red Sox hat. Ever. It was, it was college sophomore starter kit, live strong band and uh Red Sox hat. I didn't get the Red Sox hat, but that was like that was exciting. This this is not them overcoming odds. This is the Celtics digging a hole, jumping into it, breaking the ladder to get out of the hole, and then making a new way to get out and then getting credit for it. Well, you're in the hole by your own accord. You stubbed your toe on yourself, and now you're getting credit. The Celtics should have not ever gone to seven games with this Heat team. Just like the Bucks shouldn't have, just like the Knicks shouldn't have. But the Heat actually, like, I don't know. They embarrassed us, and they embarrassed the Knicks. And I can't believe I'm rooting this. I'm rooting this hard for a team that beat us. I never do that. And I can't believe I am. But I was really shook up, man, really bad. And so who knows what I will be like Monday Night Live Maybe it's not the best idea to capture it on YouTube for uh, forever. Got an email from Bucky Boyd. Shout out to Bucky. Talked about him this week. He got some of those gummies. HappyPlaceHemp.com, promo code BART. Uh, had a little bit on the NBA and then a little bit on the crew. The voicemail is brought to you by Carl's Place. Carl of ET.com. Carl of ET.com backslash BART. You can find uh, the golf simulator section, build your own, and do a bunch of other stuff there. Hey, Bart. Um, Bucky Boy checking in here. Um, I just wanted to comment on a few things, uh, specifically as it relates to your comment you continue to allude to, which is the fact that you're constantly triggered by the NBA. And I completely agree. And I think part of that is rooted in the fact that um, you know, as Bucks fans, we continue to evaluate and assess the teams left, and we just know we're better than them. And, you know, barring a Giannis injury that completely threw off our offensive rhythm, um, we'd probably be in a position to either, you know, clinch a final spot or already have clinched a final spot. So I completely get it. Um, especially with the two teams left in the East, uh, I think it it contributes to things being even more triggering with the fact that, you know, the Miami Heat Celtics are still alive and those are probably
probably two of the worst franchises, um, you know, in the East as far as, you know, uh, teams that are really easy to hate, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, enough with the NBA. You know, I think we should probably move on from there. You know, your Warriors are, are done. Our mm-hmm. Bucks are done. I, I, I think we should, you know, pay less attention to it. And, you know, your, your Jokic hate is probably warranted, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sick of the NBA, and I, I don't want it to, you know, it, it shouldn't be as prolonged as it is, and I'm kind of sick of um, all the post-game analysis, game by game, you know, Jimmy Butler this, Jason Tatum that. It's kind of, it, everything about it is really triggering. You know, any sort of news tidbit uh, is pretty infuriating to, to listen to but or read about. But nonetheless, I really think we should, you know, direct our focus towards the Brewers who, you know, I, I know you mentioned it's difficult for you to kind of analyze game by game or series by series but you know it's really exciting to sort of uh take a look at this new era of brewers baseball where you know we've got these youngins sort of taking the lead as far as um you know spearheading this new era um i know we have a couple of injuries and you know the all-star break is probably going to be our saving grace in terms of getting people back or trade deadline but um you know the, the brewers are a young exciting team um, you know, another thing we could probably pivot to is the Green Bay Packers who are entering a new era themselves. And, um, I know it's really difficult to talk about NFL in, in May, but, you know, I think the, I'm really looking forward to the Packers season. I think maybe we should devote some time to sort of analyzing how we sort of foresee, uh, that season transpiring as well. We can talk some Packers. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of Packers coming up this summer. Uh, Brewers, I'm going to do a better job. I mean, I'm, I just need to do a better job of paying attention myself once the NBA uh, goes away. But I did try to watch the other night. Then they lost 15 to 1. Uh, I watched a good portion or followed a good portion of Saturday's game. They lost 3 to 1. They had to avoid and stave off a sweep against the Giants. Uh, that's the game you wanted to bet on. You always bet against home sweeps. It doesn't always work, but that's a, it's always usually a good bet. The uh, Brewers got the win 7-5. to five. Bullpen made it a little shaky for the uh, Brewers. But then Devin Williams came in there and got another multi-inning save. According to Adam McKelvey from the Brewers, Devin Williams is the first MLB pitcher to record three straight saves of four-plus outs. First guy in the major leagues to do it since Hader did it. In 2019. So remember, Hader used to do it a bunch, and then he couldn't do it at all. Man, kind of miss those days. I kind of long for the days where we did the, should Josh Hader be a starter? Should should they stretch this guy out and start him, guys? Should they start Josh Hader? I kind of miss, miss those days uh, a little bit. So the Brewers dropped three or four to the Giants. This division is still very wide open, and the Brewers aren't first, so that's good, by a game and a half, 28 and 25. Now, they come into Memorial Day not playing. By my count, there are 11 games, which means 22 teams are playing, which means eight teams are not playing on Memorial Day. And I understand the baseball schedule um, is like, it's it's more balanced, but I don't know how you not have how do you not have everyone play on Memorial Day? How do you not fix that? I don't know. I, that seems dumb. Like couldn't the Brewers have had off and then wrapped around to Monday and played in the day? I guess then what are the Giants up to? I, I don't know. I it's not like that big of a deal. It's definitely something I would talk about. I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is stupid. I, I just, I, it's, it's stupid. It's Memorial Day. When's the last time the Brewers didn't play on Memorial Day? It's like not playing on the 4th of July. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. All right, so no game for the Brewers on Memorial Day, but I am still planning to do a live 
on uh, Memorial Day night because now we have a game seven between the Celtics and the uh, Heat. A lot of talk about the Brewers and their stadium and Rob Manfred came. Let's fast forward to a world where the Brewers lose the right to call Milwaukee home. Milwaukee unable to retain the Brewers. Let's fast forward to today, 11 years from now. May 29th, 2034. To the Bart Winkler Show. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Welcome to the Bart Winkler Show. Great to be with you here on all my streaming platforms, including Tubi, the uh, sponsor of the show and our normal base home. Also like to give a shout out to our uh, affiliate in Rhinelander, as in the last 10 years, I was able to pick up one radio affiliate to keep me grounded uh, and uh, FCC compliant. So, it's great to be here with you, of course, in a beautiful 2034. Uh, it is Memorial Day, and we are in here, and I'm happy to be in here on this Memorial Day 2034. Uh, in the future, you say the year a lot, just to make sure everybody knows what day it is. Coming up later on the Bart Winkler Show, again, across all of our platforms, Tubi, and we're still on YouTube, and we're on uh, Elon Deck, and of course, uh, you can find us there. All praise be to King Elon. Uh, must say that the Bucks hired Javon Carter. That news broke over the uh, last couple of weeks. Javon Carter, of course, a former Bucks player, is now with the Bucks. Bucks this year. This was their first year without Giannis. Again, not a lot of people thought Giannis would finish his career here. He did. Won a couple more championships after the first one that we would be familiar with eleven years ago. Bucks did go twenty-two and sixty last year, despite cries to shorten the regular season. Uh, it never happened. Of course, there was the regular season in 2027 where the NBA played 150 games, uh, and that led to a lot of injuries, and uh, that, that was bad. But they'll never do that again. So Javon Carter, new head coach of the Bucks, we'll have him on the program uh, next week. Other breaking news in the last week, the Packers were awarded the 2035 draft. They are going to get the draft next year. A lot of people excited about that. Uh, the draft was supposed to be on uh, Mars next year but a lot of the prospects did not want to go. Uh, so they're going to instead call it off and bring it back to Green Bay. Of course, this will be held 10 years after the last draft was in Green Bay, where seven people actually died. Um, they said Green Bay couldn't hold a draft, and Green Bay held a draft, and seven people on the uh, did die. You all remember that horrific event from 10 years ago on the corner of Holmgren and Morris, where uh, seven people died of boredom for being in green Bay for a draft. Of course, I'm still reeling from Friday. Uh, Friday I went to the funeral of Chuck Freeman, Chuck Freeman passing away of a heart attack on the golf course, doing what he loves, um, getting a triple bogey and writing down a six. He wanted the funeral to be on a Friday. So it could be a long weekend so that uh, people could golf also during the weekend. Uh, so it was good to see everybody there. Good to see uh, Shannon again. Uh, good to see uh, Bill Michaels bot. Of course, Bill was one of the first to have uh, trans robot surgery. Uh, and he is uh, going to live forever. And the Bill Michaels show is now, in fact, uh, nationwide, of course. Praise be to Bill. Uh, the Brewers, we'd love to talk about the Brewers, uh, but remember the Brewers did move a few years ago. Now, here's what ended up happening for those of us just joining the program. The Brewers were unable to get a stadium in 2030, so they didn't move. And this came untimely. What, what, what was the problem was we knew they were going to end up moving, right? So there was half of the fan base was trying to keep this Brewers team in terms of the team that would stay here. The other half of the fan base latched on to the new brew, 
the new brew was going to be a team that figured they're going to lose this team to relocation. And they did. The Milwaukee Brewers ended up not getting a stadium. They've been playing for the last four years in Portland as the Portland uh, Pilots, rather. The Portland Pilots have been playing in the MLB's Western Conference. Of course, there was the great shakeup in the uh, major leagues where they got rid of the National League and American League. And the Brewers moved to Portland to become the Pilots and play in the MLB West. Now, there was also, so what was happening was in 2028, there was a group called Hashtag New Brew, and they wanted to get a new team here. The two sides kind of crossed each other's streams and ruined the whole thing, so the Brewers ended up moving. Uh, We are still trying to get fired up. There's a rumor that the Tampa Bay Rays might actually move, uh, and they could move here. MLB, of course, has 32 teams now with the moving of Milwaukee to Portland, The A's moved 11 years ago to Las Vegas and the two expansion teams around 2030 at the same time to Charlotte and Montreal. So the Brewers, they kind of got in that weird zone there where teams were coming in and then the Brewers moved and we just kind of screwed up. Now, really, the only way to get a team back is for the Tampa Bay Rays to move here. Since then, American Family Field has remained, hosts the state baseball tournament every year, which uh, it's incredible to to go back to American family field and watch state baseball. And then of course, once a year, we do host a series between the white Sox and the Cubs. Uh, that's usually every April. Cause there's a roof here and they trade off. Who's going to be the home team each and every year. One team gives up three games. Uh, the other gives up three games each and every year. So we are able to still have some baseball in Milwaukee, the Cubs and the white Sox play here uh, some preseason games and then a real major league baseball season. Otherwise the, Stadium does sit pretty dormant for months at a time, except uh, three summers ago, Morgan Wallen did have a residency where he played every weekend for the entire summer uh, and sold out every night. And uh, that, that happened a few summers ago. Uh, Milwaukee, of course, uh, is the home of a hockey team now here in 2034. Madison actually got the team. Milwaukee didn't get the team. Madison got the team. The Wisconsin Founders. Uh, the Phoenix moved to Madison to become the founders, the founders, because the first hockey game was actually played in Superior. And so it is a statewide team. It moved to Madison and they call themselves the Wisconsin founders. So just to catch everybody up here in the year 2034, the NFL draft is coming back. Elon Musk is a king slash God. Chuck Freeman is dead. Bill Michaels is a robot. The Brewers play in Portland and uh, Madison got a hockey team called the Wisconsin founders. All this happened because of the Rob Manfred visit when we determined that American family field could not sustain baseball anymore. Uh, This is the Bart Winkler show. We are brought to you by happy place, hemp aid, happy place, hemp aid.com. Now get your uh, gummies in drink form promo code Bart for 9,000 zerbals off. Uh, We have a new form of currency also in the uh, 2034s. All right. uh, Have a good one. Uh, See ya and hail Elon.